Look, I roll skulls like nobody else. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power up suits and welcome into another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is someone that I would consider one of the OGs of support of this show, and also someone that is a, a good friend at this point. And anytime there's an event and we're all traveling to this event, one absolute mad is there. What's happening, my guy? Uh, nothing much. Just excited to talk some uh, MCP for a change. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, doing the Shatterpoint content over there on the Gamers Guild, right? Yeah, I'm usually on that whenever, every time we're recording. Nice, yeah. It's uh, it's it's been pretty enjoyable. I, I got to say, you and Sean do a good job. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Um, so today we are doing another glow up episode because there's still so much to get to, and guess what, suits. We're not done. There's going to be another episode later this week after this one. So strap in, buckle up, get ready, because you're going to have a whole lot of me talking some nonsense. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's nonsense, I mean, but they did make a ton of changes, and it's got a lot of people talking about the game again. It really does. It really does. And, um, you know, overall... I'm I'm pretty happy with all of these changes they've done so far, I gotta say. And I've gotten one game in with Voodoo. Other than that, I haven't really had too much opportunity to get the changes on the table. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I did get a game in with Cable, or Cable, as he's... <laughs> nice. Back to your old roots. Yes, exactly. I'm, and see, Matt, you know very well how much I love X-Force and how when they first came out, that's what I wanted to play. And I think it was, was it the first event we were at together where I brought them? Um, I, it's been so long ago now. I it's, do not remember. I know I was playing black order at, the, at that first event that we were both at. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> it has, it's been a minute. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember very vividly I'd brought X-Force and I played, I think Hunter, Merzane's friend, early on, I think in round two or something like that. And he was playing Brotherhood, my nemesis, of course. And he does the Asteroid M play to bring Magneto over and Domino before the changes where she couldn't like preload the the skull thing. She's just like standing there, witness me against <laughs> Magneto, just tanking all this damage because I just kept preloading every skull. I was like, yeah, I might roll another one. Let's just go for it. <laughs> nice yeah yeah it was awesome but it was cool to get cable on the table oh i like that i like that that's that's yep, cute that, that yep makes a rhyme about every time yeah that's right <laughs> it was it was really good to get him on the table though and he it was a fun game and it was one of those where he didn't necessarily pop off but like his utility and the way that you can access his kit more now and 
make meaningful choices on how you deploy him, place him, and then like cat and mouse becomes a little more interesting with him now as a tactics card. It was it was a very fun game. Have you gotten any in with the new characters yet? Uh, I did get one in with uh, the Marvel Knights uh, leadership for Defenders now, the updated Daredevil. Um, and I actually took Punisher, since he's affiliated now, and uh, Elektra in that same game. And I really enjoyed Elektra in that game as well. But Daredevil is like was blocking everything under the sun <laughs> that my opponent was throwing at him. Yeah. Um, and pl- we, it was a bloodbath, too, because it was on uh, Researcher and... Uh, gamma so at 50 so 15 points and yeah it was just a bloodbath yeah it sounds like it was and i really like that marvel knights leadership i think it's really cool and engaging and when you do get those like tankier characters in there it really can be a lot of fun i think because i mean that's that's what it's all about right it's like well okay cool i'm gonna put my character in danger but i'm gonna bet that i can leverage my re-rolls more than you're gonna be able to output me yeah. So. And I, I really like that. And we just talked about Electra yesterday with Dojo DC. And I think that Marvel Knights leadership is where she shines. Yeah, she she did a lot of work. She like took out an amazing opponents, amazing Spider-Man and and a Wolverine or a Logan. So nice. <laughs> she did lots of work. Nice. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's and, and that's the thing like with the the prevalence of the mutants that I think we're about to see. I think a a character like an Electro with that mystic attack is going to be a useful tool. And then being able to have the grunts, like I don't think the grunts are are the best or anything like that, but just having them there, an extra four dice attack that you just might pop off on. You just never know. Yeah. My grunts did pop off on uh, his Deadpool. (laughs) Nice. Nice, yeah. But they were definitely not as survival as my shield grunts. Yeah, your shield grunts are immortal. You have put a, a, a hex on them to keep them from blowing up. So, yeah. <laughs> Can attest. <laughs> Can attest. But we're not here to just, you know, talk all happy about all these changes. We're here. Well, I mean, that is what we're here to do. <laughs> but, yeah. But we're here to actually discuss changes on characters and Matt, you have been a Brotherhood player for a long time. You've been a Guardians of the Galaxies player for a long time. You've yeah, also been longer a, than Brotherhood. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. And you've also been a Black Order player. So we're gonna kind of cover some ground that I think can fit into each of those little little buckets pretty well. I think today. Yeah, I mean the the people we're gonna talk about. Uh, one I haven't had any table time with. Uh, I've had one game with him, but I'm excited to give him a new new tryout now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So first up, we're going to talk about Colossus. And I think Colossus arguably got the simplest change of any of these changes, but it's also like the best change for his kit that could have possibly been done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he originally had a move, a move five anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just that simple change of him getting that uh, medium move rather than that short move. Yeah, that's just amazing. I mean, I can't wait to get him on the table again and like just see where he can get to now. Yeah, and 
to be fair, he also got two other changes, but I don't think they're as impactful. And that is X Slam went up to I range disagree three. On, I disagree on not being impactful because I mean a range three attack is is huge for somebody that is only doing normally range two attacks for one. Well, what I mean is not necessarily that it's not impactful. I just mean that it's not as impactful as him just being able to get there in the first place. Okay. Yeah. You know I mean, what I'm saying? But if you want to compare, Drax has a medium move and only range two attacks. So Oh yeah, no. Drax is Drax is sad boy sometimes, but but Drax plays a different game. I mean, they're kinda they're not as similar, but Colossus is definitely gonna take a, a better punch than Drax. Oh, for sure, for sure. So that's a change which X Slam is his spender, and for those of you that might not remember, it is well now range three up from range two. Seven dice for three power. It is an automatic stun, and on a wild, you gain a stagger. Not you, Colossus, your opponent. But <laughs> yeah. that'd be terrible. Um, but it's a it's a solid attack. It's right in the sweet spot. You know, seven dice, man. That's the sweet spot for me. And oh, yeah. Just about anybody in this game, I think. I think you're right, yeah. And I I really like it. I think that making it range three means that if he has been standing there taking a little bit of damage, then you're able to threaten a retaliation that can potentially stagger an opponent, which I really like. Oh, yeah, stagger is so good when you can dish it out. and then But that range three is, is going to be very crucial to him. I think I'll be using that spender, I think, a lot more. Even probably more than his throw. I mean, I'll I'll be using him in Brotherhood myself. Um, yeah, I usually lead a Mystique led Brotherhood, but this might make me actually try Mags a bit more. Nice. Yeah, I think because he can actually bodyguard Mags. Right. And <laughs> and being brother. able to just throw the power around with Magneto to where okay, cool. You're not only going to have your big brother, but you're also going to have the Bojemoy. You know. Yeah, I mean, he'll have tons of power because then you'll have to be able to pay for the x slam anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So I really like that. And then he did get one other change. I, I kind of buried the lead a little bit when I said one change earlier because he actually got three changes. But, <laughs> but he had one other change, and this is one that I think is very big also, and that is his organic steel, which is his damage reduction, has an additional effect now. Additionally... Uh this character cannot be pushed by enemy effects. Yeah, and it's not uh, negated to like just a like a type of an attack or effect. It's just all enemy effects. Straight up, this dude can't be pushed. What the He's heck? And Dom all the time. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. This is this is dope. Yeah, I mean, because that that's also huge. Because that way, you're he's not getting pushed out of his big brother range. He's not getting pushed out of strike or excellent range. I mean, I'm really excited to get him painted up and on the table in real life. Yeah, I think that Colossus went from not the best to a strong utility four. Like, I don't think you drop him in every match, but he's four three three with a six seven stamina and he gets to add dice on defense on his healthy side and on his injured side for free he gets to count blanks with damage reduction so yeah he's 
so hard to take out on his backside. He is. And it's one of those things where Matt, did he just become one of one of, if not the tankiest characters in the game, especially at that four threat slot? I think he did. I he actually you might be glad to hear this. He might take Nick Fury's spot in my brotherhood list. Oh, I don't know if I'm glad to hear that though, because I think he's really good now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he can he'll be able to double move and take an extract and then, you know, take that punch better than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's up there with the likes. Uh, I think he's more tanky than Beta Ray Bill. And yeah, Beta Ray's pretty tanky. Yeah. I think he's on par tankiness with a juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, he's close. I don't think he's uh he's more like a baby juggernaut. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Yeah. Definitely. You know, he is a fourth threat after all. But with Colossus here gaining these glow-ups, I mean, outside of where he's affiliated in his Brotherhood, his Uncanny X-Men and X-Force, do you think he now has a role? Because before, previously, I've played a little bit of Colossus. The short move was just limiting in that you often had to move, move to catch up to your friends to be able to bodyguard them in the first place. And then if you were playing a team like a Wakanda or a team like Web Warriors, well, guess what? You just move, moved. Well, now you're being pushed out of the way anyways. So do you feel like that now Colossus is going to have more broad appeal? Like, I don't think he suddenly becomes the best four in the game or anything like that. But when you need some beefcake. Yeah, I mean, I've, I think he's even X-Force related. Uh, he is. Affiliated, isn't he? He is. So, I mean, I think he has a better slot in there now as well. Um, and even out of affiliation, I can see him in Avengers, uh, especially like a Steve Rogers lid, because that way you can, you know, get his throw for cheaper, um, get the uh, the big brother for cheaper or the boys mowing for cheaper. I mean, that I think he slots pretty well, even though Avengers has a big affiliation list to choose from. But right. if you're wanting... Wasn't a super tanky Avengers list. I think he slots right in there as well. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. And I think that, uh, yeah, I think he's great. I think I think he's awesome. I played in that game. I played Cable. I forgot. I also played Colossus. I did X-Force, so, you know, I put Wolverine in there too. So it was a whole oh, yeah, thing. And then, uh, now we can use Fastball Special. <laughs> right, yeah. And that's the thing. Fastball Special was always a cool card. But now it's like, okay, cool. Colossus uh, should have some power to do this now. And yeah, here comes Wolverine. Yeah, now right you're just face. not bringing it for the memes. Now you can actually legitimately use it. Exactly, exactly. And um, where do you feel like of all of these places, Brotherhood, X-Men, and X-Force, that he is going to fit the best? Probably the best. He's still going to fit best in X-Men. Um I believe because Storm's leadership's real still real good because he can still hop, get that little extra movement, then then do his medium move. Um, but I think he slots all really well on all three. Honestly, I mean, I'm more excited to use him in Brotherhood just for the the bodyguard aspects. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I liked him in X Force. the The thing I have to remember, and something that I do is if there's a bunch of objectives on the table, 
don't pick one up with Colossus because <laughs> I need to get that bodyguard or that Bojimoy online as early as possible. Yeah, because I mean he's he's definitely there to protect your other other squad mates. Exactly, exactly. So, anything else on Colossus? I feel like like other than just he is, you know, shining like a diamond or like organic steel. Uh, is <laughs> is is yeah. I can't wait to. I finally get that uh, chrome paint from a uh, green stuff world that I'm gonna spray on him to really make him shine. Nice. I can't wait to see it. I know. Uh, you're always a pretty great painter, so I'm excited to see what that looks like. And and that's the thing. My Colossus has been primed for a long time, and I'm finally oh, like... Same. Yes. Yes. Same. Like, now, and now, his, now it's time. So. Yep. Yep. I'm really torn, Matt, on like, what do I take to Warfare Weekend? Because I kind of want to take my Wizards again, but I also kind of want to take X-Force, but I also kind of, kind of want to take Web Warriors. And I would say... If I had to narrow it down to like two out of the three, it would be Web Warriors or X Force, just because I played Convocation last year at yeah. Warfare Weekend. So yeah, we we played there last year. Yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we had a really good game in round four. Yeah, it was a great game. But, um, I mean, honestly, if I had if I had to pick one for you, I would say Web Warriors, just yeah. because that's that's your OG man. Yeah, it really is. It really is, and. And you you got all those new you got the updated Spider Man's you got the new Spider Man coming out yeah he should be wait here later this week I think is when that box releases yep yep I mean Web Warriors looking real good they are they are yeah maybe I do that maybe I do Web Warriors and I try to resist the urge to fight the whole time <laughs> it always gets me in trouble mate uh, maybe yeah yeah well just take Daredevil that way you can go midnight uh. Marvel Knights, if you need to, there you go. They can, they can pack a punch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's actually a really good idea. Is to dual affiliate defenders and web warriors. I love that. ASM is in both affiliations. So. He sure is. He sure is. So, speaking of affiliations, all right, we have another character here that we need to talk about. That is a leader of an affiliation, and was. Is, I don't know. I don't. I think he. You think he says this is a was situation. Um, I don't know about that. He has been the terror of Marvel Crisis Protocol for a little over a year now at this point, and that is Malekith or Male Keith, the <laughs> accursed. <laughs> So I mean, he has one of the coolest models, so he should be like terrorizing everybody. Look, that's an interesting thing about like this game, and if you're the company making this game, right? Like that is a amazing model, and you want that model, a model that looks that dope, to do something awesome on the tabletop. And because of the way the threat system is designed. Having a seven threat model, like threat doesn't scale linearly, right? It it scales oh, it more sure on doesn't. a slope. In my opinion, it's more like it's more like a bell curve. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just, well, like within each threat value, you have a bell curve. But from threat, imagine threat value one, which that's a thing we can talk about on this podcast later. Uh, not today, but like another time, because they did announce some some terrain stuff that does one threat things. But 
not neither here nor there. I actually missed that. So oh, <laughs> I'll yeah. have to listen to that one when you when you put it out. So. It's gonna be a while, but we'll get there. Um so anyways, what the way I think about it and the way that it looks like to me in terms of having played this game for as long as I have, from threat one to two, from two to three, three to four, four to five, five to six, six to seven, seven to eight, right? Eight is the highest we have. That you imagine like a a straight line with each of those, like a dot on each one representing each threat value. That's, I think, what you would imagine, but I actually don't think that it, it's that way. I think it's more of of a a slope, go an upward slope, right? So that way, like the distance between the two and the three might not be too big. The distance between the three and the four is a little bigger than the distance between the two and the three, and so on and so forth. And as you get... Yeah up the up the curve the distance increases now you can look at a character like dormammu and say well it's not true for dormammu and that's not true for like a hulk right like og hulk is maybe could be a seven threat and i know that that's that's not a discussion we're going to have today but what i'm saying with all of this is to say malekith had to be a badass he had to be (laughs) because he's a seven threat model he is he is I think at, he still is. Uh, yeah, I agree. We'll talk about his changes here in a second. But I think he is at best replacing two models worth of activations in your list. And I think when you think about it in those terms, and, and don't get me wrong here. I want to be very clear. I think Malekith needed to change. I'm going to just go ahead and lay that out. He needed to change. However. As much as I have. Uh, have to admit it. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. It I mean, a lot is. of people were not having fun playing against this model. Some people were not having fun playing with this model. So I mean, so yeah, changes did need to happen, and the ones that did change, I think, are good. I don't. I still think he's actually still a very good model. I I agree with you, and all I want to say is when you think about what. Malekith has to do on the tabletop. Malekith as a character, because he's seven threat, has to make up for at a minimum four actions worth of utility. And I think that that's one of the things that we as players can sometimes lose sight of is that these higher threat characters have to be doing more and and they have to be able to potentially one-shot characters because they are it you're basically thinking about it and at least in my opinion of like it took me four actions or it took me two actions to daze a character or ko a character but it really soaked out four actions worth of utility from my list to do that yeah they gotta be able to pull their weight definitely yeah and and that's an interesting way to look at it. And I would love to know from the suits out there if they see it similarly or if, if I'm way off base here. And it's, again, he needed to change. But, but I think that when we start to look at these higher threat models and looking at how they play on the tabletop and, and what they need to do to justify their existence, you know, and I know that our friend uh, Shadow Marvel and and other people out there are probably like, well, six threat and above just shouldn't exist in the first place. But 
<laughs> that's you know we live in a world where they do and making them useful on the tabletop i think is important so all of that to say <laughs> there's been a lot of changes here so first up let's talk about what changed on his basic stat line so his stamina yeah, you lose a stamina on both sides yes his stamina value went down from 10 to 9 on his healthy side and from 8 to 7 on his injured side which doesn't sound like a lot but i think that that is a very nice change he is 16 total health now and and because he still has cloak of shadows where he can do the criticals thing and all that so to me, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you left a, a character alive on one? <laughs> oh, many times. Yeah, too, too many to name, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, losing one stamina is is a big deal, uh, even when it's still a, a high amount on that front side. Yep, yep. And if you get him flipped, it's a lot easier to KO him now that he's only got seven as well. Yep, exactly. So... Matt, what's the other change that we got on one of his attacks? Um, Blade of Midnight, he lost his Wild Pierce. Uh, so that makes it so he's not getting those punches in as consistently getting damage through. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the most significant changes in his kit here is the loss of that Pierce because that's what made him so consistent and so reliable of you know ferocity in swipe with the blade of midnight and then get the throw off ferocity and you're probably killing most stuff yeah because that was basically helping guarantee the ferocity uh getting that throw off because it had has to deal damage to get that ferocity trigger yeah how do you feel about this change i like it uh it needs to happen i mean i mean it's already a seven dice attack to begin with that's a that's a gainer i mean or not a gainer but i mean it get, i mean he's gaining so much power off of it normally mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the weaker defense types for your opponents so i mean it, it kind of needed to happen anyway yeah i agree i i think that this is one of those where i like the flavor of having some kind of effect on blade of midnight i think the flavor is really cool and I think that they could have, granted this is a, a jam-packed card, but I think that they could have done some kind of like double wild trigger because even on seven dice, a double wild is still not guaranteed. And so True. I think something like that would have been really interesting and cool. Like, like a double wild on seven dice is about a 25% of the time thing. So maybe it could have been the first time we see a double wild pierce. I mean, we're seeing skull pierces now, so why not see something else, right? Yeah, I mean, but he he's already such a good killing machine. I don't, I, I'm okay with having his n normal attack, just not having an extra trigger on it. And that's yeah. one less thing you got to worry about looking for. Yeah, no, and I agree with you. Ultimately, I, I want to you know say that is, I don't think he needed that. I just think that was an opportunity to keep some flavor and and they didn't and that's okay because I think that this is like we've finally balanced out Malekith here with this change and then the other one we're going to do uh, where uh, Ferocity can now 
uh, throw size three and smaller. Yeah, so losing that ability to throw throw the big boys as a wrecking ball around. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a little bit of a bummer. But I mean, this is second time Mouth has gotten AKA nerfed, but I still think he's still a very strong piece. I yeah, mean, and Frost, those are all the changes, great. right? Just yeah. the, just those three. Yeah, yeah, it's just the three on this. But I mean, before Ferocity was only two power right. when he first came out. So right, and I mean. The phrase nerf is interesting because this is technically a nerf from where he was, but do you feel like that the perception is going to be that he's he's just not not usable anymore? No. I mean, I think he's still completely usable. I mean, not only does he have a good affiliation leadership, um, but like even taking him out of affiliation uh, where I run him like in Guardians, he's still he's still making that list for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think now I'd be more interested to actually play him because one, I don't feel like it would be as negative of an experience for my opponent. Two, I feel like that he is not as set it, forget it, run him up there, kill, 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 because I think you have to worry about him actually surviving over the long term of a match. And, you know, I think things like Helios and stuff like that are not going away, not just because of Malekith, right? Like you didn't run Helios just because of Malekith. You ran Helios because of Malekith, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Thanos, Hulk, any big thing that needed to die. Oh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so I don't think that that kind of stuff, like your, your tools to deal with big health pools aren't going anywhere, but no, I think they're going to be there to stay for the entirety of the game. <laughs> right. Because I mean, it's a not guaranteed, but it's a, it's a, I need to delete this model right now to win this game button. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's needed. Uh, I mean, granted it's, it has to be your roster has to be set up to be able to do it, but Malekith is definitely not the one one killing machine that he used to be, and that's okay. I mean, he's still he's still going to delete models, but he's just it might take a little bit of extra work. Yeah, but you I mean, you might Guardians have to already give him rerolls anyway. <laughs> yeah, you might have to actually spend resources to make it happen now. And do you think that this is now where like I felt like. Midnight Phantasmagoria was always like, if you're playing Malekith, you play that card. But I think it's even more staple to him now. I agree. I think. I mean, that heal that when you're pushing those people away is definitely going to be crucial to him now. I think. Yep. I mean, when I'm when I'm running him, I don't always take it, but now I think I kind of have to. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. And how do you feel about the Black Bifrost now? Do you like? I know some people thought it was really great all along. But do you feel like that because he lost a health, it's less intriguing to him? I was never sold on that one. I mean, I never used the defender's equivalent either. Yeah. But just because I didn't like to give my opponent that privilege to go through the portal as well. Yeah, same. I'm, um, I'm right there with you. So I was I was never big on that card to begin with. I mean, it's, it's a good card, but I would definitely be more hesitant to include it or use it now because, I mean, I don't really want them either me put Malekith on that side of the portal and get, you know, 
jumped by all my opponents or them <laughs> yeah. coming through it to do it anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. So the final question I want to ask you about Malekith is, do you feel like that the change to Blade of Midnight and the change to Ferocity means that you might be more interested in using something like Butcher of Thor's more often than you were before? Um, I was already using it, so I'm not sure if I'm the right person to use, uh, ask that question. Cause, um, I always, I I've always used all three of his attacks just depending on the situation or yeah. where I needed to get him. So if I needed to score objective points, I was using butcher of Thor's just as a extra movement. Yeah. While yeah. dazing somebody. No, that's cool. Cause it's one of those where I've seen in my play experience where sometimes people will use it. Sometimes they won't. I mean, it's like any spender, it's situational, but I feel like that now you actually are like, okay, if if my opponent has a weakness to physical or something like that, well, now it's more interesting to use it. Or just in general, let me get three extra dice, let me cloak of shadows to maybe treat some skulls as crits here. So that kind of stuff I think is interesting with Butcher of Thor's of like, well, now your delete button isn't so much Blade of Midnight, it's your uh, the rest of his kit, you know? I mean, yeah, plus the place on it after is huge, and you could pass out five different conditions depending on how many wild you roll in that attack. That's so wild. <laughs> See what I did uh, there? Yeah, I, I saw it. You, you picked but up I mean, on that? I, I picked it up, I mean, because another card I've been messing around with is what? Uh, kick them while they're down. Is that the one that deals... Well, uh, you can yeah. reroll stuff while they have uh, conditions on them. Yep. So, I mean, I've been messing around with that one since I was always kind of restricted on my uh, what cards I could take because of restriction cards. But yeah, that's opened up for me now because of another another change that we can talk about with our next character. Uh, Yeah. So we have another character to talk about. And this one I think is a big one. And, and has some more far-reaching implications because of something else that's changed. So before we do that, though, I do want to say to the suits out there, uh, if you're listening to this before our giveaway is over, make sure that you go and check that out on the Facebook page. If you're wondering why I haven't sent you a message back, it's because I'm waiting until I get every everything in, and I will send all the messages at the same time, probably uh, this evening, actually, uh, when you're hearing this, to let everyone know I got their bonus keywords. Don't worry, they're all sitting there in my Facebook Messenger, ready to go, and uh, put them in a little spreadsheet, all that stuff, and and all that. So it's it's I got it all squared away, and yeah. So make sure to check out the giveaway while you can. And if you miss this giveaway, if you're listening to this later, then don't worry. We will have plenty more giveaways in the coming months, and. Check out House Party Protocol over on Facebook. Check out patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for access to the chillest, the illest, the realest, the most bestest, awesome Discord on the planet. Uh, the House Party Protocol Discord, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, 12 bucks a year, you get access to that place. It's wonderful. I love it so much. Matt can attest, pretty great spot, right, Matt? Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite discords to hang out in or chat in or you know get painting tips from people. Like a couple weeks weekends ago, we a bunch of us played Among Us. I mean, it's more just a like it's more like a friends club 
really now than anything. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's a great time. So if you're interested in supporting the show that way, you can come and hang out over there. And uh, otherwise, just thank you for your time. We appreciate that. And without further ado, let's talk about the big bad. The big, big bad. The big, bad, mad. (laughs) I think, I mean, yeah, we're talking about Thanos, the mad titan. Yes. Yes, we are. And he only had one change, but it's a pretty significant one. He did have one change. Matt, what is that change? His cosmic portal on his healthy side is now only once per turn. Yeah. So he cannot control the whole battlefield like he he did before. Yeah. And ultimately, this one change was the biggest change he needed to really bring him as a character in. However... There's also been another change that's not actually a change to his card that we're going to talk about in a second. But just in general, Cosmic Portal being once per turn, thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Like if somebody was juiced up, like a Thanos juiced up on power, goes last on a scenario and just moves everybody off. So like, now you're not scoring any points. Yeah. While you're while I'm scoring a ton. I mean that that was a huge huge advantage for Thanos. Now he's only maybe he's only moved one person off potentially. Yeah. Yeah. And the the tractor beam, the OG Black Order tractor beam is still in play for Thanos on turn 1 where basically you what was it Mrs. Thanos, right? Mind space, yeah, or yeah, so you could move him up and then maybe have to make a move action with Thanos or just move up, pull him in at least once. But now you can't get like two strikes on him potentially, exactly. Um, but the other change that you know doesn't affect that, I think, kind of negates the cosmic portal restriction, in my opinion. Yeah, so without further ado. The banned and restricted list got updated, Matt. And the only thing that changed on the banned and restricted list is there are no longer any Infinity Gems that are restricted. So... I think that's really huge, honestly. I completely agree with you. And the reason being is because of Thanos. So... Not so much as it relates to Maw. Don't get me wrong. Space Maw is still awesome. And not so much as it relates to Corvus. Reality Corvus. If you don't play him with the reality gem, you're doing it wrong. Um, Truth. I'm not to be a gatekeeper. I'm, like, he just, 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 the reality gem's so good on him. It's just so good. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but I think unrestricting them actually opens up potentially more options for Thanos, in my opinion. That's the real crux of it. Is whereas previously, like in in the original Black Order world, it was okay, cool. I'm gonna put the space gem and the mind gem, so Mrs. Thanos, together, and then I'm gonna have Reality Corvus in my list. So I've got three characters, each with an Infinity Gem, doing various things. Plus, I've got a full complement of Team Tactics cards here that I can 
I can use, and I've probably got a couple of restricted cards and and all this stuff, right? So it was Black Order was terrorizing boards at one point, not that long. Yeah, ago. I had I had to stop playing them at my, at my local shop for with some of my buddies because they were sick of playing against Thanos. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's he's pretty nasty, and when we were just talking about Malekith being a seven threat, so technically one threat higher than vanilla Thanos and having now one less stamina than vanilla Thanos and Thanos still has damage reduction. Yeah. And that reduces to zero. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where Thanos is the tankiest character in the game. Like just, he just automatically reduces damage to one, no matter what I just, that's insane to me and has a really high health pool. And now with these gems being unrestricted, we kind of saw and Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, where it was, okay, cool. If I'm bringing Corvus reality Corvus anywhere. And first of all, let me just be backtrack a little bit. Black order kind of fell out of favor after the gem changes because in order to get maximum utility out of Thanos and Corvus, it felt like you needed to have those some combination of three gems. And because the the nature of the gems being restricted, it really limited that flexibility, I think. I think it more hurt that they were not as survivable since you couldn't bring some key tactics cards. Maybe that's it. Make them last longer. Since you couldn't bring brace to prevent a throw or a collision damage, you yeah. couldn't bring uh, like med pack or uh, before it got banned or uh, patch up now. You couldn't bring either one of those. Couldn't stop somebody from getting displaced with indominal or even you know throwing off an attack onto somebody else with sacrifice. Yeah, so maybe it's more about that. Is you lose those tactics cards flexibilities. So it made it harder to play Black Order. But with this change, I mean, it's full speed ahead for Black Order, right? Superheroes are back on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like meat's back on the menu, boy. But how do you in total feel? Like like what is what is your your take on not just Thanos, the cosmic portal, we talked about that, but like the gems being unrestricted. You still have to attach the gems to the characters for your roster. You can't slot them in and out. They don't take up roster spots, which yeah. is fine. Yep. But I, I think it means you'll see some Thanos splash some more places, honestly. Yeah. Because now he's not tying up one or two of your restricted spots to bring him. And it might not mean more Black Order on the table, but it definitely gives them that flexibility to splash him, Corvus, even Maw, places that you normally wouldn't see them. Yeah, I mean, again, coming from a Wizards perspective that I played for a while, I tried Space Maw in my Wizards for a little while, and it was restricting, (laughs) pun intended, (laughs) because the Space Gem was restricted, and I never liked it because I would rather have my Brace, Patch Up, Sacrifice, whatever instead of what Space Mall brought to the table. But now, having the Space Gem be unrestricted, I think Space Mall in particular, in Convocation, is 
quite good. I think Thanos playing pretty much anywhere is is going to be good. And what's fun about the gems, and this is a fun aspect, even if they can be oppressive and Thanos can be oppressive, the fun aspect is that you now can mess with what works, right? Like maybe, maybe it's mind reality. Maybe it's reality and and the space gem, right? Maybe it's the mind gem and the the reality gem, or or I think I already said that. But there's combinations you can work with. I think even the power gem can be something in the right affiliation that is usable and useful to Thanos now. Yeah, I mean, I think really you're going to see a lot more uh, uh, Ms. Thanos again. Yeah. Or actually a lot more uh, senior Thanos or even uh, Mr. Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the, the mind thing. reality. I think Mr. Thanos is really where where you're going to see a lot of things because I don't think he really cares too much about the space gem being able to portal himself as much as like moving and then being able to, to reel in one character with a cosmic portal. So and then hitting them with the reality gem infused strike is very strong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you'll probably only see places of uh, him. That version of him more is when you still have Corvus. In the yeah. List. Yeah. I could see that. And as Corvus needs that reality gem. Uh, yeah. Corvus really does need the reality gem. And, and that's the thing. I think that this brings black order back into the conversation of affiliations that you're going to see at events. And I would be prepared if I were you guys, if you go to an event to see Black Order, like classic BO, man. <laughs> I mean, Black Order's still good. I think they're even better now that Corvus has a leadership that to put on the table as well. I had a really great bloodbath of a game with Kenny uh, at NashCon during the team event where um, it was his... Corvus led Black Order versus my Guardians, and the game ended three to three to one points wise. Ooh. With a with a tabling with me getting the last kill. Wow, that's yeah, that's it, was, it was a bonkers game. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. So it's stuff like that. And do you think that with these gems being unrestricted now, not that Black Swan her gem she can access the power gem. Not that that was a restricted gem ever, but do you feel like that there's a world where you build a roster that's like Mrs. Thanos, Reality Corvus, Proxima, Black Swan with the power gem, and Space Maw? Or I guess you wouldn't be able to do Mrs. Thanos that way, but like, I don't know. I I was, back when they, uh, when Swan and Supergiant came out, I was toying around with a list that were, each of them that were a gem bearer that could hold it, had had their gem. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, you could put them on the table at one time, but I still think that's very thematic and fun. I mean, I, I like Supergiant even with her gem. Yeah. A lot of people don't really care for that model, but I was having fun with her the times I did play with her. Yeah. I could see a world where, and and this is the wild part, where you do like mind time Thanos, or look, I think a seven threat Thanos, but just the mind gem is also perfectly viable. And then you put the power gem on Black Swan. And look, for those of you that have been listening for a while, I love Black Swan. It's just it's a model I just don't play as often as I want to because I don't play the kind of things that fit her play style all that much. But man, it's I love that you model. Couldn't kill my grunts. That's why. 
That's a part of it. That's definitely a part of it. But I love that model. She definitely did not kill them. <laughs> she definitely did not. After, you know, everything dies, it didn't die. Let's just, you know what I mean? But it was hilarious. It was awful. I hate it was I'm glad you found enjoyment out of that. <laughs> so I think the, the even better part was whenever uh, Mordo got double skulls on rolling the portal. <laughs> yes. So he didn't capture it either. <laughs> yep. That's you know what? I just I'm glad that my trauma, reliving my trauma here. <laughs> it's okay. You you got payback at Warfare Weekend last last year. So. I did, I did. I was it was like, yes, finally. Strange just one shot at Gamora. Yep. Yeah, look, Strange has a tendency to do that to Gamora. Uh, I mean, she was rolling five dice. She was <laughs> rolling five dice. Look, I, I did that to Barncat in our, like, whenever he and I both made cuts a while back. And um, I was able to one-shot his Gamora with Strange. And it was like, okay, so it's going to be that game. That's also the game where Clea blew herself up. So, you know. <laughs> I watched that part. That part was hilarious. It was hilarious. It really was. <laughs> but like having all the gems out on the table, I think is fun thematic, like you said. And I think that maybe that's why this change was made was the fun and thematic part of it. I'm interested to see how things shake out from a competitive perspective with this now, because again, like it wasn't that long ago when Thanos was everywhere because the gems were unrestricted. Yeah. And it'll be interesting on the competitive side, how, how, how big he makes a comeback. Right. And um, cause he's still a really good piece, even with only having one cosmic portal to turn. He is, he really is. And Matt, I want to ask you, do you feel like that if you're sitting there building a roster and you've got that like 10th slot and you're just like, Oh, I'll throw, insert X character in here, whoever it is. You know what I mean? Like I'll throw Viper in here. Why would you throw Viper in there? I don't know, but let's say you did. And, and you're like, this is the 10th character. Well, could you take that 10th character out, put in Mr. Thanos or Mrs. Thanos and be like, yeah, this is good. I can do this. I can see that in a lot of places, but we've also got, I've gotten so many good releases and updates lately that, I don't think he's going to be in everybody's wheelhouse to, you know, give another world. We've got all these other new and exciting pieces or potentially it might fit your list better. I mean, just because eight threat after putting two gems on him is still a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's still going to have to do a lot of work just like a Malekith would. So, yeah. And sometimes he's not going to do that because he doesn't, he doesn't have any dice uh, manipulation himself. So unless you're sticking him somewhere where you're going to be able to reroll stuff and in certain affiliations, he's not going to potentially do stuff sometimes. Yeah. And that's why I bring that question up because I do think that that's maybe the attitude that you can, you can have, you can take that approach, but I don't think that just saying, set it, forget it, throw Thanos in now that all this stuff is unrestricted is the way to go about it. I think you still have to be calculated about it. And I think you brought up a really good point, Matt, in the, there are so many good releases right now and there are so many releases coming out that roster spots are getting hard to come by. And it's not just the roster spot for the character that you have to think about. It's also the tactics cards that these characters are bringing. I mean, so many characters now are having 
character-specific tactics cards. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're... Some of them have just been absolutely bonkers, like Rhino that came out this way, well, came out this year, I think. Yeah. Early this year. I mean, he's got a really good tactics cards that you that's stapled to him. I mean, robbery. I mean, he's half the cost of Thanos. He's going to get a lot of work done because he can get anywhere across the board he needs to be. I mean, there's just so many, so many good characters that a uh, one cosmic portal Thanos is probably not going to be able to control the board like you. He might not give you the advantage that you you might think he will. Yeah, yeah, and that and that I think is it right there. Is it's about the advantage aspect of it. I still think he's great. I still think that he's very playable in a lot of places. I think the sexiest he's still, places. He's still my he's still in my guardians list. Exactly. I was gonna say the sexiest places for him. I think guardians is his his home <laughs> in a lot of ways because being able to play. Star-Lord Rocket Groot for 8 threat and then throw in Thanos at 8 threat also is it's second to none. Yeah, it's really good. You know. <laughs> it's it's I mean, and just having that threat in your roster makes people think cuz in my personal roster I still have Thanos, I still have Malekith, and I've got Cosmic Ghost Rider. I mean, what am I going to throw at you? <laughs> right, exactly. It's that list chicken that you have that's hard to prepare for in any match. Gotta love list chicken. I I mean I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's interesting. Like, do you see any other places that he really could shine outside of Guardians and Black Order? Again, I think I do think Black Order is about to to have a little bit of a come up. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to kind of give the moral again myself. Just man, so many so many games I want to play in so little time. Tell me about it. Uh, but, I mean, I think he might make a little bit of a comeback in Avengers. I mean, because he was wreaking havoc there, in especially Steve's leadership. Because, I mean, a, a one-threat one Cosmic Portal is still really good. I'm not sure how good it'd be with only one per turn now. But uh, he, he might make a comeback there. Um, I'm not sure where else where I'd see him, though. Personally, yeah. myself. Yeah. I I've weirdly weirdly want to drop him in web warriors and like you know if i'm playing oh, like yeah. a, spider that spider goons list was a thing back in the day yeah yeah and it's one of those things where i don't i don't know if i re, you know how good that would be or anything like that but i think that could be pretty fun you know yeah i mean that could be I mean, because he can help help deal out some give them some damage so they're not as pillow fisted exactly um, with death decree again um, yeah and that way you still got your re restricted cards not tied up with gems. So yeah, exactly. that could be another great place for him. But they they've also had a lot of good releases too, so Yeah, they have. And that's the thing like I, I was building a web warriors list recently which I will be going over and doing some roster building stuff here soon. We're going to have a special episode with that with uh, our friend Brad again who who helped me work on my Nashcon list that did very well. Um so we're going to we're going to have have him back on for my web warriors list that I do for um, warfare weekend. So uh, Thanos could be in there as like that 10th character, but that's the thing. There's, there's like 10 characters worth of good people in web warriors yeah. at this point. So, you know, there definitely is. And you were, you ended up being the better guardians player, uh, at least on the main tournament day of it. Hey, me that day. It's all I care about. It's all I care about. Let me, let me brush that <laughs> dirt off my shoulder real quick. 
<laughs> Look, man, you throw enough Cosmic Ghost Rider at the problem, things tend to go okay, you know? Uh, Normally, yeah. Yeah. Look, I roll skulls it's like nobody else. <laughs> I can attest. That, that, uh, yeah, I can I can attest to that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it just makes sense that a cosmic ghost rider would be a usable character for me is because of the amount of skulls I roll. Like, that's what's really funny about like I play that model. I like the character. The model is really good. Like the character's really good on the tabletop. He's probably too good. I can say it. It's you know, it hurts my soul a little bit to say these things. He is, and I'm a big ghost rider fan myself. So <laughs> but but like realistically. It fits my play style in terms of I fail my roles a lot. So being able to count skulls is something that is really good for me. Yeah, so Thanos Thanos would definitely be good in your web winners list. Yes, yes. Just being able to re-roll <laughs> re- skulls. A reality, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You might want to try out a Scarlet Witch sometime then, too. Oh, I have. She, she made my wizards list for a little while. Yeah. So, Matt, that about wraps up this episode is there anything else you want to talk about with any of these three characters i think we just about covered it i mean i'm still excited to have them in my the ones i'm keeping in my list and i'm super excited to put some brotherhood back on the table and try out colossus yeah same same yeah i'm i'm excited to try out all these characters at this point like i malekith never interested me previously just because it's it just was like one note in my opinion, right? Like, not that it was bad or anything like that, but it's just, it, it was, for me, it felt like almost an easy mode. Not not that it, he was easy to play per se, but it took your decision-making and it said, okay, as long as my target acquisition is correct, then I don't really have to think too much. And now I feel like there is at least a level of thought to his play style with these changes so I yeah, like can't be as that. reckless reckless with him. Exactly. Exactly. So so I like that. And then same thing, Colossus. I mean, X Force and Colossus is just it's just good. And then yeah, like I said with Thanos, I'm gonna try him in my Web Warriors. I might try to get a game in this weekend with him in the Web Warriors just to see how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. That sounds good. Yeah. So Matt, where can people find you? Uh, you'll find me in the house party protocol discord a lot. You'll, you know, you can listen if you're into Shatterpoint. Uh, I'm on the gamers guild cast for Shatterpoint. Um, and I'm also in the gamers guild discord a lot. So, I mean, that one's actually a free discord right now. So come on over, join up. And it's also a pretty chill place to hang out and talk about stuff. Oh yeah. It's a good spot too. It's not the chillest and the realest and the illest, but it's closed. It's close. It's close, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Go give some love to the Gamers Guild podcast over there. And also, Suits, make sure that... Um, I noticed Spotify recently has like this like question thing at the end of episodes where it says, what did you think of this episode or whatever? Feel free to leave some feedback there for me if you're listening to this. I I didn't know that was a thing until recently someone left some feedback and I was like, oh, well, check this out. That's pretty awesome. And I love that. I love when I get to hear from the suits out there that are listening about what I can do better, what they like or dislike about this podcast, about an individual episode, whatever. I appreciate that because hopefully it helps me get better 
going into the future. Look, I, I've been doing this for now four years. I think I even said this on the last podcast too. But I always want to improve. I don't want to get too set in my ways and and just kind of stuck in a in a simple rhythm. I like don't get me wrong, being in a rhythm's good. But I think y'all know what I mean. I don't want to belabor the point. I appreciate yeah. feedback. Yeah. Change <laughs> is always good and change for the better is even even greater. Exactly, exactly. So uh leave me the feedback on your podcast platform of choice if you're able reviews help, all that stuff. We also have a feedback section on the House Party Protocol Discord, but like I mentioned earlier, you can get access to that through Patreon, which is patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. So come and hang out with us over there. Don't forget to check out the giveaway. We had one final code word on yesterday's podcast. We're not doing one today just because I don't feel like there's enough time for people to absorb the content before I have to pull because I'm pulling the list tonight. We're going to get a winner for a core set. I can't wait because... Yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on mine whenever it comes gets here. Yeah, I'm excited. And, I mean, this this core set is, is a big deal. We've gotten all the characters covered here on House Party Protocol. So if you want to go back and listen to some of those, some of our thoughts there, I'm excited to get these characters on the tabletop and see how they interact and how they play and different stuff like that. And, and how you, as a player, have to go about addressing their different different play styles. Because I think each of these characters has a vastly different play style now than what the previous iteration did. But we're not here to talk about that. We've, we've, we've talked about that before. <laughs> and yeah, check out the giveaway. Check out the Patreon. Check out BattleKiwi.com. Use the promo code PARTYKIWI for 10% off your first order with them. Matt, do you have a battle box from them? No, but I have looked very many times about ordering one yeah well even before you had the the party kiwi code i mean because i was eyeballing them like when i first saw them and like because i liked their uh battle board they had as well the the 12 by 12 squares that yeah made. yeah so I, almost, I almost ordered that back in the day for my map nice yeah it's look their stuff's great highly recommend them that you know support a great company some independent creators out there and Make sure that you switch. If you're in the United States, make sure you switch to USD because the prices will look like a lot if at first because they're based in New Zealand. But once you switch over to the USD, you're like, oh, this is totally reasonable priced. And you get 10% off. So make sure to check that out. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got other than uh, thank you so much, Matt, for being here with me today. Suits, thank you so much for giving us your time and and being here with us and and joining us for the ride it's been hot and heavy content these last couple weeks and until we get through all these reveals and releases and stuff it's probably going to be very similar so i really appreciate that and you know like i said let me know what y'all are thinking out there and you know be good to yourself be good to others party on matt party on will and power down suits.